Welcome to Disputes Digest. Today is September 16th of 2020. I'm Chris Campbell. Starting first with webinars, events, and courses. The Young Division of the Singapore International Arbitration Center is hosting an event on September 17th titled In a Fishbowl and will be moderated by Benson Lin and Adriana Usan. And the speakers are Dr. Prina Baltad of the Stockholm University and Ms. Deborah Barker of Withers Kartog Wong LLP. Delos Dispute Resolution returns with its series hosted by Neil Kaplan. The next iteration in the series features a conversation with Sir Vivian Ramsey, and the talk will take place on Thursday, September 17th. Also on September 17th, the New Jersey City's University Institute for Dispute Resolution is teaming up with the International Mediation Institute, IMI, to present a program titled Building the Future of Global Business, Enhancing Growth and Investment Through Mediation. The event is one and a half hours long and was still open for registration. Back for season two are Amanda Lee and Kabir Dugal's weekly show, Tag Time, during which the duo discuss substantive and contemporary topics in international arbitration with leading practitioners, arbitrators, and academics. The Bali International Arbitration Mediation Center, BIAMC, continues its team up with Young Ojimid and the Journal of Transnational Dispute Management for its weekly series, where it shares short form video essays by figures in the field of international dispute resolution that also impart practical tips for building relationships and sustainable working habits and lifestyles. The clips are viewable on YouTube and the BIAMC's website. Starting this week, there is a seven part series from the African Subcommittee of the Arbitration Pledge titled Meet the Female African Arbitrator, which will highlight prominent African female arbitrators in the field. Next week is Canada Week. That's right, starting on September 21st and concluding on September 25th, you can register to attend events that will discuss topics and events relating to the Canadian arbitral market. You can head to that event's website for further details. Among the many events going on during the week, you'll want to consider noting an event titled Quantification of Damages, which is a panel discussion led by experts in the topic of damages in international arbitration. On September 24th, Herbert Smith Freehills hosts a webinar titled Sustainability in Arbitration, Reducing the Environmental Impact of Our Disputes. Finally, we end this segment of the show by discussing a couple of notes from the ICC. First, the ICC presents its Institute for Training on Oral Advocacy in International Arbitration to be held on September 22nd. Registration is available on the event website. The day after, on September 23rd, the ICC presents its 15th annual New York Conference on International Arbitration. Moving on to opportunities. The Medici Law Firm is recruiting a junior or intermediate level international arbitration associate. Applicants must be fluent in English and Italian. The Singapore International Arbitration Center is seeking an associate that is ideally two to three years post-qualified and based in Singapore. CMS Munich is recruiting a German-speaking person for its legal clerkship with its international arbitration team. Also, the ICC is recruiting a deputy counsel with two to three years experience to join its case management team in New York City. Norton Rose Fulbright's Sydney office is recruiting for both a senior associate and associate level position to work with their class action, international arbitration, and commission matters. For senior associates, five plus years of post-qualification experience is preferred, and for the associate position, three to five years of post-qualification experience is listed. 
The Journal of Transnational Dispute Management has a call for papers active on topics relating to the future of investment law in Latin America. Then on September 4th, the International Council for Commercial Arbitration, ICA, announced that it has launched a research project to investigate whether a right to physical hearings exists in international arbitration and is calling for contributions on this topic. See its site for more details. Now we turn to news from around the field. First up, on September 2nd, the Australian federal government announced that it is officially reviewing all of Australia's bilateral investment treaties. This, in part, is a result of increased public scrutiny on the operation of investor-state dispute settlement mechanisms. On September 7th, the state of Washington's Supreme Court refused to enforce a mandatory arbitration agreement that was contained within an employee handbook. This may create some jurisdictional ambiguity as to which types of arbitration clauses are enforceable. Also on September 7th, the Permanent Court of Arbitration announced that it has now resumed partial in-person hearings at the Peace Palace in The Hague, citing an exception in Dutch travel restrictions that will allow participants from abroad to attend without quarantining. One final story from September 7th, this time out of South Africa where a draft of the Arbitration Foundation of Southern Africa's AFSA International Arbitration Rules were published. A renowned committee was assembled back on July 1st of 2020 and now submits this draft for comment. The rules are aimed at consolidating best practices from an international and modernization perspective. The provision of these rules is the end result of a process that began in 2017 with South Africa's International Arbitration Act which incorporated the Uncentral Model Law in an effort to confirm and conform the nation's arbitration laws with international norms and standards. Then, on September 8th, the Federal Supreme Court of Switzerland has dismissed a bid by Olympic middle distance runner Castor Semenaya to set aside a Court of Arbitration for Sport Award upholding requirements that she take testosterone suppressant treatment in order to compete in international track and field competitions as a female athlete. On September 9th, the SEAC signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the Thailand Arbitration Center. Via the MOU, the THAC will extend the use of its hearing facilities and preferred rates for SEAC arbitrations that are held in Thailand. On September 10th, a high court in Malaysia found that an arbitral tribunal has the jurisdiction to determine an insolvency set-off, certainly setting precedent for the jurisdiction. In a report titled, A Study of International Commercial Arbitration in the Commonwealth, a review was provided giving insight into the status of international arbitration markets in Commonwealth nations. This nearly 700-page document was recently released and takes into account information up until July 31, 2019. Finally for this week, the United Nations Convention on International Settlement Agreements resulting from mediation went into force on 12 September 2020. The Singapore Convention is a significant development in international commercial dispute resolution, with the concept of swift and cost-effective enforcement of international mediation settlement agreements at its core. That's all for this week. Remember, links as well as further information about all of the stories mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes. If you have any questions, comments, or submissions for the show, please send them to talesofthetribunal at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to make sure you're staying up to date with all the international ADR coverage. Until next week, this has been Disputes Digest.